You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, and if you've been listening, welcome back. We're so excited to bring you another episode. And I say we because I got my co-hosts, Frida here. It's Frida. (laughs) So excited. Um, Yeah, we're going to have a a great show today. So, uh, yeah, what's been going on with you, Frida? Well, glad you asked. First of all, do I just... It's funny because I feel like, you know, Madonna is just Madonna. And, like, Mariah is Mariah. Like, am I just Frida? Like, am I famous enough to be like, it's Frida? I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it and be like, it's Frida. So, it's Frida. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what? I was in... I don't know if I told you this. That I went to Puerto Rico for the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, so my birthday this year, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving every four years. So this year, mostly, not mostly selfishly, but in part self-motivated, but also because I do enjoy traveling, I decided I did not want to spend Thanksgiving at the dinner table with my family. Not because I don't love my family, but because it was going to be my birthday on Thanksgiving. And I feel like that is that is at a minimum the one day of the year that you should get to decide exactly what your day looks and feels like. And for me, that involved the sun and the sand. Yeah. So in June of this year, I went ahead and booked flights for my husband and our children to go to Puerto Rico. And I booked an Airbnb and that was it. It was done. Did not ask him his input. Did not ask him for his feedback, which is typical of me when I do stuff like that. We went to Puerto Rico and I'm going somewhere with this. We were there. I've never been to Puerto Rico before. It was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 85 degrees every day. High of 85, low of 75. Oceanfront, Airbnb, sun, sun, and more sun. The beaches are public, so you could have a cocktail on the beach. You could have your snacks on the beach. It was an amazing time. I think it was probably one of our top family vacations oh, wow. thus far. Even with my children going, who bring no money to the table, let's be clear, they are not gainfully employed. Uh, we are not running schemes over here. They are not employed by the business. They are just regular kids. And they went and we had a great time. But it was a reminder, as it often is when I am somewhere where it is sunny and warm and beaches, that I deserve a life of leisure, not just on vacation, but whenever, whenever I want it. But being on vacation was a reminder of that, that my life can look exactly the way I want it to look. And that is something that I don't think I've ever explicitly stated, but it always sits in the back of my mind that I am intentionally creating the life that I want, right? Like when I look back at old journal entries, I'll read stuff where I was writing, what did I want my finances, my health, my wealth, my my relationships, my marriage, uh, my relationship with self to look like, my, my free time to look like. And so often I look at my life now and I see that I am living that. Yes. And so going to Puerto Rico for my birthday slash the Thanksgiving holiday or just that week, whether you celebrate it or not, that week off was a reminder of how intentional I am living my life. And we need those reminders. I feel like I often remind myself that we are the only species that has to pay to be on Earth. Mm. I'm just like, that just don't even make any sense. Like, who came up with that? Who came up with yeah. that? But because that's the game, right? It that's is. That's part of the game. It is. I am going to do my best to play the game so that my life does not feel like 
I'm paying to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just work to then work some more. Like I want to, I want to have freedom. I want to have fun. I want to have joy in every part of my life mm-hmm. and day because I deserve it. Not because I've worked for it or earned it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, just by mere existence. It is yours. It should be yours. You should not have to earn it. You should not have to build up X number of days and then say, now I'm qualified. By the nature of being and existing, you are therefore qualified. Period. In my mind. Period. That's what Puerto Rico was for me. It was like, I'm qualified. Yeah. I'm qualified to just be laying out on the beach and having a great time and checking out of everything and not worried about anything except for our biggest concern on vacation was which beach to go to. That literally was like a small, not argument. But it was a small, like, should we stay at the beach that our Airbnb is located on? Or do we go take an Uber to another beach? And the Ubers were Ubering and the prices were surging. (laughs) And we were like, ain't nobody spending $20 to get to another beach. Even my 10-year-old was like, mommy, the beach right here is perfectly fine. And I was like, okay, it's fine. And then literally two seconds later, I was like, no. Mommy wants to go to the other beach. Yes, we're going to the other beach. We're going to the other beach. The other beach was amazing. There were literal tropical fish swimming. If you're into that, some people that might creep you out. Because I told somebody else and they were like, oh, that's disgusting. I was like, not to me. Like, live your own dream. Uh, literal tropical fish were swimming around our feet. My husband used to keep a saltwater fish tank. And so some of these fish I was familiar with, some he was much more familiar with. There were tropical fish swimming around our feet. My son was trying to climb trees and get coconuts and then subsequently trying to crack open coconuts on rocks with another little boy that he met from somewhere in Europe. Who they are now friends online. I love that. Like the joy, the community. Right. Like, yes. That that was so that's what I've been up to. What you been up to? That sounds so good. I've actually been prioritizing my wellness and movement. Mm. So I've recently started running or returned back to running, yes. let me say, because I've I can't fathom how I did this, but once upon a time in this lifetime, allegedly. I ran a half marathon. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't even know now in this body now. I'm just like, how did that happen? Yeah. But I did it. So I've returned back to running and that feels so good for me. Like it's such a mental, it gives me so much clarity Mm -hmm. and power and sense of accomplishment. So wellness and moving, moving has been my my biggest things thus far, I've recently um, started, or not even recently started, I've automa- automated, I feel like automated is the best way to put it, my holistic lactation training. Okay. I was doing them live or since 2020 mm-hmm. with all of my trainees. And while that was great and they all enjoyed it, one of the biggest takeaways was I wish I could watch this mm-hmm. before we had a discussion or like, I wish I could go back and like specifically watch this part of the lesson because mm-hmm. it wasn't showing up like that because everything was live. So I've fully recorded everything, mm-hmm. downloaded out of my, it was a huge undertaking, but it felt so good to have it done yeah. and to have trainees in the program. Mm-hmm. And just having that kind of run, right? That's mm-hmm. that's really been where I've been focusing a lot of my energy lately. That's been on your plate for a while. You've talked about that, wanting to automate that, wanting to transition into something more automated, still hands on, 
but more automated. Yeah. I know that's a huge relief. It the way my I feel like my life just has so much more ease. You know, if you have something that's been pulling on your heart, mm-hmm. pulling on your mind mm-hmm. for so long, taking up space. Yeah. And you finally get it done. It's like, ooh. It's like you lost weight. Yes. It feels like weight loss. That's like birth. It feels like yeah. birth. Because it is. It's yes. like your child. Yeah. And you're trying to bring forth this thing, this life. Because it, it does, it, to an extent, begins to exist outside of you. Because so much, as I think, as entrepreneurs and as thought leaders and creatives, so much exists inside of us. And so often the goal is just to purge it, just to get it out into the world. Like, and let other people be a part of it, but not in such a way that we are constantly having to drive the car. Like at some point we can kind of sit back a little bit and put the car on autopilot. Yeah. And then every so often you take the car out of autopilot yeah. and you steer again, but then you go back to autopilot, which is a lot more relaxing and less stressful than constantly having to be on high alert. All the time. I'm yeah. Excited. So I, I am so excited. It feels so good. It feels so good. So that's, those are my like biggest things that I've been, you know, putting my energy towards lately. I think that as creatives, as entrepreneurs, it is so important that we are always putting our energy towards something. I know for me, when I'm not, I use, I feel un, I feel unsuccessful when I am not putting my energy towards something that is moving the needle forward, which brings me to the revolution, right? Something that we are doing to be revolutionary, something, a way of thinking, right? That is revolutionary. Um, a question came up for me over the weekend while I was thinking about connecting with you today. And I don't know that it was a question so much as just this, a thought. So I'm just going to say it. Defining success. Like I was listening to something. I'm always listening to something. And success came up, happiness and success. And to an extent they were using the two interchangeably, but, but towards the end, they definitely distinguished the two. And it got me to thinking, how would I define success? So before I define it, right, (laughs) I'm going to ask you, Jocelyn, if you can, how would you define success? And you can can look at that, whether it be as an entrepreneur, creative, a mom, a wife, however you want. How would you define success? It's funny because my husband and I, recently as we're working on our marriage because we are in our 10th year of marriage congratulations thank you i received that <laughs> 10 years of marriage one of the things that one of the exercises that we did was to identify our core values mm. and so you out of a list i want to say this list had like maybe 50 words or something like that 50 or 75 words you had to define your core values in three to five Mm-hmm. One of my core values from this list. From this list, okay. I mean, you could you could add your own. Sure, but <clears throat> they, they, they were there. I, I'm I'm gonna use this because <laughs> the way my mind works. Right. We, mm. So one of my core values is definitely success, and so I've I've sat with this question for a while. Okay. Success for me is centered around joy. Mm-hmm. So. As I am creating, as I'm mothering, as I am existing, if joy is not centered, I do not feel successful. Mm. If it can be resistance, it can be um, challenging, but the center of it is joy. Like it has to bring me joy. And one of the things or one of the instances 
where I knew I was being unsuccessful mm-hmm. is when I was last working in nine to five. Mm. I was last working in corporate America. Like, yes, I'm getting money. Yes, I'm checking all the boxes because I have a high paying job. I have um, a car, like I have a place to live. Like on paper, yes. this probably looks like success. You have all the things. But for me, I felt unsuccessful in my life because I was waking up, not wanting to get out of the bed, to go someplace I didn't want to go, to do something I didn't want to do. And it felt like failure. I felt unsuccessful. So for me, success is joy. And as an entrepreneur, I would also say that the success, my success has to also impact my community. So as long as joy is centered and I'm of an impact, positive impact, because we'll be very clear, I am successful. I love that. That was, ooh, I should have went first. <laughs> Damn. How about you? How do you um, define success? You, so well, you, recently in this season, right? Yeah, it changes. It does. Changes. And yeah. so I struggled initially with the question um, because- Sometimes I feel like I am always chasing something. And so then I begin to wonder if the fact that I am always chasing something, does that mean that I don't feel successful? And what I'm realizing is it it does not. It doesn't mean that. And my nature in and of itself is to chase. It is to pursue. And I I had to stop making that a negative. Like I had to stop telling myself, well, you must not be successful because if you were successful, you would stop trying to open up another business or you would, you know, you would be content with the income that you're earning. Not true. Like, like two things can be true at once. I can feel successful and I can also decide I want to make an extra $10,000 every month next year. If I don't, I am still successful. If I do, I am still successful. Success for me, I am realizing, is about what feels good, right? Like recently I've been doing a lot more. I've doubled down really into parenting. I know this is not about that that our focus is primarily on entrepreneurship, but as I look at my life as a whole, I'm not just an entrepreneur. I'm also a mother and mothering is very important to me. And I really double down on how I connect with my kids, how I speak to my children and knowing that the way that I speak to them is the way that they will speak to themselves. And so when I look at success as a mom, as a human, success is when at the end of the day, I feel so good about how I handled the situation. It does not mean that my 10-year-old did not say something that the elders would be like, "Mm, that was disrespectful. I know you're not going to let him talk to you like that, you know? Um, Prime example. And we're going to say, <laughs> right. The other night he was, ha- my, t- my 10 year old, not the youngest, my 10 year old was having a complete emotional meltdown about the fact that his covers would not stay tucked into his loft, his bunk bed. And he's had his bed for years, but suddenly at this moment in this night, his covers would not stay tucked in. And when I tell you, Jocelyn, the tears were a flowing, the boy was just an emotional wreck. And I was just like, like he, I mean, he was just like, leave me alone. Just get out of my room. Like, why are you talking? Like all the things that old school, our parents would have been like, oh, I know you're not talking to me. Oh, you done bumped your heads. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And so as he's crying, I said, I said, baby, you are having a hard time right now. And this is clearly not about your covers. 
whatever it is, I'm going to stand and I'm going to be right beside you. And he's like, I just want to be left alone. And I said, and I'm sure that that is how you feel. But I am going to stand here beside you and I'm going to rub your back and I'm going to stand right here. And I stood there and he's crying. And now I'm starting to cry because I don't want to see my baby cry. And I'm rubbing his back. I'm about to cry now. Like I'm rubbing his back. And slowly you could see whatever was ailing him, whatever was like just start to dissipate, right? Just like slowly. And it wasn't the time to be like, take a deep breath and let's meditate because he just wasn't in that moment. He was, he didn't have the capacity for any of that. He just needed to let it work through. And I just said, I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to always be here. I will always be here to help you and to hold you. And he cried. And after a while, like he stopped crying. I'm still, now I'm a mess. And he was, he was supposed to be studying for a test. So once he got himself together, um, his papers were right there beside him. He picked his papers up. And I was like, do you want me to quiz you on the test? And he's like, sure. So I'm quizzing him. And now we're laughing and we're joking. And so after we fin- I finished quizzing him for the test, he's like, mommy, why were you crying? And I said, because it hurts me to see you hurt like that. you know. And, I, and, I, and all I can do is be here for you. I can't, I can't stop you from hurting, but I can be here for you. But when the night was done, I felt good about how I handled it. I felt so like I'm getting it. Like I am getting how to be here for my kids, not in a way that I was, you know, no disrespect to to how I was parented, but it is different. It is very different than how I was parented. And so I feel like I'm getting long-winded, but success for me is often rooted in doing what feels good. When I make a decision for my team and seeing how they respond to it, it feels good. And, And it isn't always going to end with smiles. Sometimes what feels good is what makes sense, you know, but Doing the thing that feels good, taking, deciding to take the vacation for my birthday, for the Thanksgiving holiday, it felt good. Financially, I made it make sense. But doing the thing that feels good reminds me that I am successful. And I have I and I am learning that the opposite doesn't have to be unsuccessful. The opposite of success doesn't necessarily have to be, well, if you did good that day with parenting and the next day you yelled at your kids, well, then that means that on the next day you were unsuccessful. No. It just means I get to try again. Yeah, it's a lesson learned. It's a lesson learned, yeah. right? And I and I and I'm not because success is also reminding myself that I don't have to beat myself up every time I don't get it on the mark, True. right? Like because that is not leading me down the path towards something feeling good. So that is how I would define success in this season. Six months from now, six months from now, it may very well differ, but for now, that's where I am. I love that, and I I was just like when you were saying, "Hey, this is about." Entre- entrepreneurship i'm like parenting very Mm. much applies to entrepreneurship like so so much so one thing that lives rent free in my head and echoes often is you can't influence others if you can't influence your family Mm. so it's like how am i gonna show up for others how am i gonna hold space for others i can't hold space in my house so if my kids having a meltdown, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my best with the tools and capacity that I have mm-hmm. to hold space for you. Similarly, when I go in the salon, you never know what somebody's gonna bring in there. This is true. You never they could bring the heaviest thing. And they often do. And they often do. Yeah. And it's just about holding space and allowing them to have their life and their experience. So I've learned mm-hmm. not placing judgment. 
not saying right or wrong, which is kind of like therapy. Yeah, it it's is just very much just so. allowing you yeah. to talk it out, but just having someone hold space for you because I can't. You and you're in the, behind the chair. You physically can't go nowhere. Like no. you stood there with your son because you chose right. to. But right. I'm doing your hair, and you tell me you dropped some heavy. It's like okay, I gotta still keep. I gotta keep twisting hair. and rolling and coloring. Even not just the clients, but even in having a staff, there are times where they come to me with stuff, and I'm like, I'm just gonna listen. I'm gonna just stand here and I'm just gonna listen, and I'm not gonna give advice. I'm not. I am, you want someone to listen. You don't want me to tell you what to do. Yeah. You're a whole adult. Like you don't want, even clients, right? Oftentimes it is two hours, three hours, however long they're in your chair of un- uninterrupted time for them to just purge sometimes. And, and, and it's a com- it is an entirely different conversation to get into like how much purging is okay. And when you're like, so girl, how, how about, that episode of Abbott Elementary the other like like we're gonna have to change this yeah, conversation right because yeah, you yeah. that's a lot that's a lot and unlike in my traditional friendships where one may say do you have the capacity for this topic right now that. that no clients aren't asking for that they dropping it, they dropping it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like as as you walk in. hey Jocelyn good morning how are you girl sometimes I don't even get that how- <laughs> be like let me tell you about like, oh, okay so we're gonna go to the shampoo bowl first right did you want to hang up your coat. Before you told me all your business. Before we go there, can I, can I, how's your hair been? Right. Like, can we do a quick consult? Yeah, no, no, we can. But while you're doing that, I'm going to tell you every single thing that has happened to me in the past 30 to 45 days. And I'm going to spill it all out in two hours. And then the next person will come in and rinse and repeat. So yes. never mind yeah. how you're feeling. What's going on with your life? With how how your kids have been oh, man. tantruming and all that. But then shit. that makes it harder, yeah. going back to your point, when you go back home. Because now you still have to make space for whatever your family needs to to give to you, to, to bring to you, you know? And I don't think it's fair to go home because there are times when mentally I'm like, I hope they sleep because <laughs> like, I hope everybody's asleep because I don't have the capacity to hear about anybody's day. But also I have to be fair, right? Because these are the people who counted me more than anyone else. Yeah. And they want to tell me about their day. And my husband wants to tell me what's going on in his life. And I want to hear, want to hear. what is happening so, in your life. So I also have to like spend those few moments in the car sometimes. To like, whew, okay, got to decompress. Got to, the, the car is like, therapy session should happen in your car. Yeah. Because sometimes the car is just like you, we, so we live in the city and so we don't have a garage, but we typically are able to park in front of our homes. And I know some people do it in their garage. I just do it in front of my house. Like I'll just sit in the car for a few minutes and it might be listening to a song I might be scrolling like mindlessly on social media. Maybe I'm just whatever, like shopping. I keep it. I keep a cart full of some some outfit that I'm window shopping. Just a minute before I go in the house, and it's like okay. And I just took off the hat of stylist, owner, you know, entrepreneur, and now I'm putting on my wife and my mommy hat. Yeah. And I'm gonna wear that hat for a few hours, and that can be a lot. I don't even know how we got on. I don't that. know, but I'm just like, girl, I got to sit in the salon. Because one thing, I try to do that outside my house. Yeah. My kids will see me come outside and they run they, out. And I'm just like, wait, I'm not ready. Peek into the blondes. Like, she outside. I'm not ready. She outside. Yeah. The salon is a safe space, too. I guess that's why our clients feel so comfortable. Yeah, but I, you got to sage it, kind of yeah. cleanse, cleanse the space. Yeah. For real. Just to, just to disconnect. Yeah. Right? To create some separation between the salon, the home. Yeah. If you if you're not, but I think it goes back to the point that you made, right? Like having 
being able to hold that space for your family for the and influence them. Again, it, I think it always just goes back to how are you preserving yourself yeah. in order to do that? Yeah. Right? Because yeah, there's got to be a, a point in between, a, a breaking point in between, all right, I'm, I've taken off that hat. I'm done. I can't just transition right into that next. I got it. Like you said, I got to sage the room. I got to sit into the space, maybe do a quick five-minute meditation, something to switch gears and to now be able to go home and have that influence there. Because otherwise, it, it's just a complete, it's completely chaotic. Yeah. And you gotta me sitting down with me, me sitting down with my son the other night and helping him work through that moment. It required me to be present. It required me to you to you know to have the mental capacity to go into my toolbox. All right, what am I? What skills have I acquired of late that I can use to help him transition? Because I'm telling you, like six months ago, a year ago, it would have been a whole lot. Of, I don't know who you think you're talking to. What you're not about to do is tell me to get out of your room. Uh, I am your mother. You're gonna show me respect and. In hindsight, it didn't call. For, it wouldn't have called for any of that. It wouldn't have called for it then, six yeah. months ago, and it didn't call for it now. Cause that the, the boy is ten years old, processing stuff that he has no idea how to process. You're not mad that these covers won't tuck in. Literally, You're I, mad about something. I, I often have to remind myself that they are growing into emotions <laughs> right. and feelings that they don't have the words for. I'm in my thirties. I'm just, just getting words say, for it. Whole, they also don't have the words for it. So a ten year old little like this. The way That's they, sh- yeah, and so the, those feelings show up in like physical ways. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they're not trying to kick you, hit you, throw the covers, throw toys because they don't like you, or whatever. Right, it's something inside. So I'm just like, okay, you work through what you got to work through. Yeah, but I say I, I feel like having capacity, holding space, mm-hmm. um, being able to identify or separate work and home mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur is a space for us to to challenge ourselves to raise our frequency so if you could think of how you've challenged yourself recently to be a better entrepreneur be a better maybe mom or just challenge yourself what, what's what's something recently that you've challenged yourself in i think for me i've challenged myself recently by accepting that I do not have the tools to do certain things the way that I want to do them. So because I've been on the subject of parenting, I had to accept that if you want to parent differently, you are going to have to acquire the tools to do so. Because most of us are only operating from the tools that we were given, that we were shown, at, right? Like yeah. that's yes. it. And, and, yes. and, and, and in all fairness, our mothers, their mothers were only operating from the tools that they had. And the capacity that they had, right. which at that time was very, very limited. Very limited. So if I make the conscious decision that I am going to not just sign up for this workshop, but I'm actually going to listen to it and I'm going to listen to more and I'm going to remain in community and I'm going to find other strategies for being a better, for parenting better, right? I have to acquire the tools to do so. And I think it was, it was, I don't know if it was this year or maybe it was this year that I finally realized like, I can't do this better if I don't have the tools to do it better. Right. Same thing with salon ownership. How can I be a better leader if I don't acquire the tools to become a better leader? If if I'm not talking to leaders, I'm not talking to people and not just leaders, people who are effectively leading their team. Right. That's the key word. Right. I couldn't, I can't, 
I don't feel like you can grow in something unless you have the tools to go to the next step. So I watched my son practice basketball and one drill builds upon the next drill. If he only ever stops at this first drill, he'll never get to the next level. So then let's say he goes to try out for a team, maybe it's a varsity team. And the coach is like, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And he's like, oh, well, I, I, I never practiced that. I was only practicing JV level stuff. I never practiced. For you have to practice it before you need it. So in learning that and realizing that I did not have the tools to be a better mom, to be a better leader, I had to go out and acquire the tools. And so that's something that's been ongoing for me because it's also not a one and done. It's an ongoing, re-listen to the workshop, like highlight the book and go back to it, right? Or keep talking to those people. That's what it's been for me. What about you? That is, oh man, I just, I got to see what you just said for a minute because <laughs> that is a word, okay? Like, listen to it and go back, go back and it. take notes like i recently did that yeah like i listened to this podcast um the morning meetup yes you put me love on love yeah. the morning meetup and it's it's so many gems that's dropped i'm listening to it like ooh, that's a gem that's mm-hmm. a gem but recently even in the episode they said you need to take notes and so recently because i usually do it while i'm driving mm-hmm. this is the episode i was home listening to it mm-hmm. i was like me grab my phone let me take this note yeah. let me actually do the things that oh, 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 that they're oh. telling me to do yeah it becomes and more tangible yeah. right and watch it work mm-hmm. yes yeah. so yes i love i love that i love what you just said for me my biggest challenge one of my biggest challenges has been food mm, i and love you, to eat we both love potato chips listen i've never met a chip i don't listen want to get down with okay okay <laughs> Oh, they love chip. me some chips. Potato chips. Forget what you heard. Potato chips will solve all of my problems. Like forget everything we talked about. Just get it back. Potato chips. I'm not gonna see that because <laughs> you you want this to be back. <laughs> right. That, yeah, that's that's real. That yeah. is so real. That's so, how I feel about potato chips. So I feel like we started talking about you know success and core values. Sure. Another one of my core values is self discipline. Mm. Right. So food is a food is a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Because it challenges my self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And as I know that the next season of my life that I'm aspiring to get to, the next version of myself that I have a vision for, that's mm-hmm. just like, how do I get from point A to point B? She requires self-discipline. She does. And if I am to get there, I need to practice that's my right. self-discipline. It, yeah. So for me, I have, I developed a lot of food allergies with my first child. hmm and so even with my allergies, I would still eat the things. What were, what were some of your allergies? My, I'm allergic to uh, corn. Really? Everything got corn in it. So yes, I'd be eating all the things. Corn, I'm allergic to corn. Just <laughs> stupid. Before that, or I, before I found out the allergies, you couldn't tell me I wasn't of Asian descent eating all the Asian food, okay? Love so I'm allergic to rice. So it's like, you done taken out my whole These were post-pregnancy. Post, yes. Post-pregnancy. Yes. Okay. So my, and Corn and rice. Are major things, right? right. Major things. In addition yeah. to that, I'm also allergic to gluten, which is also in most things, right? You just need to drink water. That's it. That's how I'm supposed that to be is, living, right? You just need to drink water, chew water, saute water. But the thing is, these allergies... When I went to the allergy test, they said, okay, these are not things that are going to, they're not death, sure. the allergies, right? They're just going to cause bloating mm-hmm. and like 
other internal things. So it's like, okay, I'm I'm still going to eat the things because I want to. Like, I'm not going to discipline myself. I'm mm-hmm. going to eat the things. Returning back to Instagram, one of the first things I see on my feed was this campaign about, you know what my toxic trait is? Eating foods I'm allergic to. I was like, the algorithm knows me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel seen. It's, it's, I, no, I, they feel seen and I don't want this to be me. So I was like, okay, I need to tap into my self-discipline mm-hmm. toolkit. I'm not going to eat bread. I gave up bread last year for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was a mate, like the way it showed up in my body, the mental clarity, mm-hmm. just I could see parts of my body down below that yeah. I normally couldn't see because yes. it's something else impacting that. So just the way it showed up, I was like, okay, I love it. And then I went back to eating bread. Okay. Bloated, like immediately. Did a juice cleanse. Ooh, slimmed down, mm-hmm. lost weight, clarity. Went back to eating bread. Bloated. Okay. So now <clears throat> I'm I'm back on. I'm okay. not going to eat bread. But what I feel is different is that my act of not eating bread now is not for like a trend or a diet. Mm-hmm. This is an exercise of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking at it in that I'm not ever going to eat bread just for today. Yeah. I'm not going to eat bread. Yes. And I have to do that every day. That's more manageable. Versus then For forever. the rest of my life, yes. I'm never, ever, ever going to eat bread. Exactly. Versus today, I'm not eating bread. Exactly. And that's, that's as good as I can give you. Yeah. I, I like that. So it feels good. So, I am uh, feeling really good. Yeah. My digestive system is happy with me. I have clarity. And uh, Food will do yeah. that. Food, food plays a huge role in so many other things. But, like, I think I'm glad you mentioned the self-discipline. Because it really, I think I read somewhere that someone was like, if you, like, if you can manage your diet, you can manage so many other things in your life. Like, managing your diet, managing what you put in your body is huge because it is easier to not manage. It is so much easier to just eat the things, right? Like certain things are just readily accessible. They're just there. Especially when you have little ones around. Yeah. Cause even when you have them, maybe it's a vegan diet, maybe it's a vegetarian diet. Their snacks are not usually the snacks that I at my age should be consuming in abundance. So whether it's regular ice cream or a vegan ice cream, it's still ice cream. And my body is like, sis, you don't need either. Not this much. Like, you don't have the energy and the metabolism of two small children. In finishing all the things that they had. Yeah. Right. Uh, I know. You made a good point about, um, we were talking about reading stuff and rereading or, re- or re-listening to it, right? And, and actually applying it. You had recommended uh, a yoga book, The Yamas and Nayamas? Yamas and Nayamas. Nayamas. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. That book. Just recently, I went back to chapter 10, I think, which was... Uh, contentment mm-hmm. and I think what is the yeah, one after that Swadiyaya Swadiyaya self-study yes yeah. so self, self-study self took me out took me out but then I I, I was just the in a mood and I what took you out the whole book uh, I went back to contentment and I was just listening like oh, get your life together like just it kind of so it was when I was defining success for myself yeah. and something in my spirit was like you need to go back to that book because I finished it. You need to go back to it. And I know that there was a chapter on like something in that realm. And the contentment was it for me. And I re-listened and I was like, wow, this hits. Like there are so many workshops and books, admittedly, that I've not finished. Yeah. But there are some 
that I have finished and I go back to. And I'm like, I, I need these tools back in my toolbox. I need to reinforce how they have helped me. I need more help with that subject. And the first time wasn't enough. Yeah. So I'm going to go back in and I'm going to re-listen. And I'm going to maybe, again, being in a different season, six months ago, it meant this. Right now, it means something else. Yeah. So going back to stuff and getting out of it what you need, I think, is crucial. And if self-discipline requires you to start and restart, I find gratitude in knowing that I have the opportunity to do it again. Yeah. Like so often I'm like, maybe I dropped the ball, right? Because I'm not going to say, oh, it's a failure. I just ma-. No, I dropped the ball. I'm going to shift gears and I'm going to try again. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to try again. Right? Like you gave it bread. Okay. You was going in on sandwiches or however, French toast. Going I don't know. In a giant whole 16 inch. <laughs> right. Bread. That's okay. Curve it. Like, hey, can you take the inside of the bread out? It's <laughs> Hello, less bread. bread. It's still a lot of bread. It's still bread. <laughs> bread is good. But so there is always the opportunity to try and try again. Your so you feel like that that has been your challenge is self discipline. Yeah, that's yeah. it's been a huge challenge, but again, I, it's one that I'm I'm happy with. Yeah, I'm I'm I I feel the positive ways mm-hmm. that challenging myself in this way will make me better. Mm-hmm. It's getting me to the version of myself that I aspire to be, and I know also my children are looking at me for sure. So it's like I tell them all the time you can handle hard things mm-hmm. and if i also want to be an example of entrepreneurship creating a life that you want to live being who you want to be i have to show up in those spaces yeah. so that they can show up in those spaces it's not enough for me to just talk about them and t- t- i know know all the things right i know the ways in which you can do all that mm-hmm. but it's like it's not enough to know. You got to do. You got to put the action behind it. So, yeah. So, no no bread for me. And I, I gave up candy last year, July. Wow. So, no candy. Were you a big candy person? I survived on candy yeah. for, like, uh, at least a decade. Really? At least a decade. And then we we talk about candy. We're talking about candy is not... It. I can't even see candy unless it's covered in sugar. Like it, the candy what has to have sugar everywhere. Of, what was your... Rips, no paid promo, but rips, <laughs> girl. Oh my god! And I, I only want to tempt you with my uh, my. I'm not a candy person. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm more of a savory girl. So it's the potato chips for me, the pretzels, the popcorn, um, like a fresh loaf of French bread with some butter, like some chips and dip. That that's me. That is me up and down. So I find if it's not in the house, I can do better. Or if the kids are going to have some of it, it's what I typically, like the, the popcorn I might not care for because yeah. I'm particular about it. But how, what would you leave the listeners with in terms of challenging themselves this week? This week, for the next seven days, I will challenge you to meditate mm. for five minutes a day. Just create silence in your day for five minutes at minimum. And I say five minutes because it's doable. It's attainable. You brush your teeth for two minutes, mm-hmm. right? You spend five minutes trying to find something on Netflix. At least. Take five minutes, maybe out of your morning, maybe before you go to bed, 
and just spend five minutes with yourself in silence. Maybe do it in the car. Just five minutes. Just sit there. No phone, no sounds, just your breath. Five minutes to meditate for the next seven days. I think that's good. I think that's very good. I would challenge everyone to give up something. Give up one thing. One thing. It could be the candy. It could be the bread. It could be the potato chips. It could be Netflix, right? Like it could be anything. Just And I'm not even going to tell you what to fill it with, right? Because sometimes less is more. Like just, just give up something that you feel has a hold on you, mm-hmm. that has a strong hold on you that is interfering with your discipline, your commitment to self. It may just be putting your phone down at a certain time at night so that you so often I have people say they have a hard time sleeping, but then they're like holding their phone up, you know, can't put scrolling, can't put it down. Yeah. Right. Like just, just put the phone on, do not disturb 30 minutes before you normally would. Assuming you even put your phone on, do not disturb. I don't understand how people out here without do not disturb at a certain time. Cause at a certain time, mine just comes on. Phone lives on do not disturb. So right. It's just on. So you can blow me up all you want, unless you're on my favorites list. It's not coming through. So, that would be my challenge to the listeners. It would be to give up something that you feel is getting in the way of your self-discipline and just put it aside for seven days and see what happens. See the shifts that, that can occur when you give up something that you know is probably not serving you, right? And take it from there. I love that. I love that. So good. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or you were inspired by anything in this episode, or maybe you want to share what you're deciding to let go of or how your meditation went this week, put it in a review, a five-star review. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to read it. And as always, make sure you head over to salonfrequency.com to join the vibe. Check us out on Instagram at salonfrequency. And until next time. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.